So when it is sports, Josh, it involves way too much work. But that's what we're here to do is to talk sports and get you ready for OU Texas. But we also have our eye on everything going on in the sports world. So we give you a quick little snapshot of the top five stories of the day. Every single uh, start of the 11 a.m. hour right here on The Ref. And it's brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Best reels in the Metro. Happy hour Monday through Friday. Exit 107 off of I-44. 14 table games in the front row of Sports Bar and Grill. Monthly drink specials at Newcastle Casino and NewcastleCasino.com. Number five. Number five. Two things that I couldn't care less about right now, the MLB playoffs and NBA media days. Oh, my gosh. Can you NBA Im- media days for sure. But- can you imagine having to sit there and feign interest in the NBA while it's OU Texas week? Oh, my goodness. But uh, anyway, here we are. Uh, baseball today, you get you get your wild card. I'm such an arrogant baseball fan that I'm like, will you wake me up whenever we get to the divisional round? Boy. I know. It must be nice. It's tough, right? For a lot of people – Listening, it's an exciting time with the Rangers. That's back right. In the playoffs. I'm I'm happy for for my my man Pastor Mike. I'm happy for TJ Perry. But uh, three o'clock today, it'll be the Rangers and the Tampa Rays. Four thirty, it'll be the Blue Jays and the Twins. And then it's seven o'clock tonight, the Diamondbacks and the Brewers. While the Marlins and Phillies will play at eight. And these games are all on either ABC, ESPN, or ESPN two and. How about all three games of the Rangers-Rays series being on ABC? I think I like the new setup. Do you? Playoffs-wise, I like yeah. it, too. Like a best of three early on, and then you get to the uh, – One more team's in. Then you get – and I keep forgetting that the next round is best of five. That's what hosed the Dodgers last year. Anyway, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. We're, listen, we're inevitably getting what to – Hopefully the Dodgers and the Braves in the National League. I don't really have a good feeling about the the Astros. I really don't. I think I think whomever wins that Blue Jays twin series, I think they can get the Astros. I think the Rangers could get the Orioles. But we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Just feel bad for Toby's Reds. How close did the uh, uh the Royals come this year, Josh of the wild card? What did they finish? Uh they were only 34 games back. Telling you, fifty games under five hundred, man. It's where the Orioles were a couple of years ago. Now look at them. Uh, meanwhile, we we mentioned the NBA. Here is the only cut that I found from the NBA to be interesting. Uh, Damian Lillard is now a member of the Bucks, and here's what he had to say about him being him. I am who I'm going to be. You know, it's just a matter of how well I can take care of myself. You know, how sharp I can be, and you know, just. Whatever that situation was, just being able to get my feet on the ground and then start, you know, locking into it. There you go. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> what, what does it mean to you, dude, to be uh, playing with Giannis? I'm more interested in that than uh, I'm going to be who I'm going to be and on and on and on. I'm going to talk about me here for a second. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a Toby Keith uh, song right there. I like it. All right, uh, number four. Number four. Dude, we had a – we had a little back and forth between Rodney Harrison and Robert Sala this week. Here's what happens. Some instances, these guys realize the dumber S they say, the more coverage they're going to get. In other instances, they feel like that they can just get away with saying whatever they want, which I think both are true. 
Like, I'm watching right now, and Robert Griffin III is still on TV. I don't know how. What uh, What did he do the other day that you didn't like? Weren't you going to send me that clip? You know what? The dude deleted it for some reason off Twitter. Here, I'll, I'm sure I can find it. It was um, he was talking about he that a, a guy put a player on the cross is what he had said. And I'm just like, in the middle of a game, I don't really know if that's the most acceptable thing that I've – oh, yeah, here it is. Um. And he just, you know, he smiles and gets away with it. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, oh, here what it is. did he say? Here it is. Okay, you ready? Here it is. They lifted that man up to the sky like he was Jesus, letting him know they were going to put him on the cross right there. Yeah, probably a good idea to steer clear of religion. I kind of steer clear of religion or any kind of race conversations anytime I'm calling a game. To me, I'm not trying to be the funniest dude. I'm just shutting up and I'm watching the game. Not RG3. Meanwhile, here was what happened in the NFL yesterday. Uh, this was Rodney Harrison. Was Zach better tonight than what you anticipated he would be watching him on tape? And you could be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. uh, if I'm being completely honest, we knew it was going to be a battle. He's and by the way, he's talking to Chris Jones, Chris Jones post game. Continue to get better week in and week out. And he's continued to lead week in and week out but watching that tape man you got to look at this dude and say oh he is garbage like we should we should really tear him apart earlier like i said that wilson is special man you just got to give the guy time you know yeah and that's i mean that's chris jones kind of standing up for him here's what robert salas said about it i heard about it and from my understanding uh rodney uh uh this morning handled everything the right way uh rodney's a good man and uh uh whatever he's getting for um for that is it's uh, water under the bridge. I think he's he, he's handled it exactly the way he's supposed to. Okay. You say something. You try to get someone in on something. Isn't that right? He's garbage, isn't he? he I watched watch the tape. He stinks. Chris Jones is like, I mean, dude, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, it's good uh, Good for Chris Jones for I know, right? that one hook, line, and sinker. And, and suddenly, suddenly, Josh, the Houston Texans are – Kind of like an it team right now. Yeah, they've played CJ really, really Stroud. good the last two weeks. Stroud's calling out the fans, too. That ain't flying from, like, anybody in this building. I want them to know, like, we're finding our tails off every day to make sure y'all walk around with Texan gear pride. Like, y'all, y'all walk around with that swag that we walk around with when we get a dub. Um, and for me, that's, I take that real personal because uh, I don't like being bagged on by my teams. Like, when my Lakers lose, I'll be pissed. So. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I tell you, I take that stuff real serious, man. And it's up to us to to work every day and put the work in. And um, like you've seen, I mean, them, the Steelers fan came came and they showed out today in our stadium, and we sent them home. Um, and I think our our fans felt the energy, like man, we ain't, we ain't playing today, like from the get go. So um, I just want to say, man, like we're gonna keep like we're gonna keep fighting every day just so y'all can walk around with that swag. So is that basically him saying, please show up? Because it was, you know, from what I saw, it was a sleepy environment. Well, it was a sleepy environment, and it was taken over by Steeler fans. Yeah. Can I tell you what's going to be an embarrassing environment for a home team? Monday night football. Raiders and the Packers. Green Bay's first trip to Vegas. I'm just preparing myself for the heartbreak right Lambeau now. West? Lambeau Southwest? I'm so down. You know, maybe that's part of the reason why I've been so sappy and emotional. It's like, remember Jim Plunkett? I, I want to see. Kenny King? I want to see a little bit more from Stroud and these new guys, but uh, yes, the last couple of weeks is a pretty strong indication that, and you know, Pittsburgh I don't think is altogether 
very good, but there's an indication that this thing's happening quicker than maybe they thought. Tomeco Ryan's a really good coach. Really good coach. All right, um, number well, speaking of football, number three. Number three. Boy, last night it really got away from the Giants late. Wait for it. Wait for it. Or early. Jeez, my goodness. <laughs> got away from Jones late early. Throw, throws near side. Ball picked up. Witherspoon comes near side. Down the sidelines. Jones chasing him. He cuts back inside. Picks up blockers. Still being chased. Witherspoon far side. 20, 15, 10, 5. He is in. Holy catfish. <laughs> Witherspoon went a mile and a half with the interception for a touchdown. Jones looks left. Witherspoon geeks him into throwing and then picks it off and goes from about the three-yard line the length of the field. Are you kidding me? 97 yards. Witherspoon, unbelievable. Doesn't he have somebody in his ear telling him exactly how long it was? Yeah. So why would he say about the three-yard line? Like, don't you know? Maybe he doesn't have a spotter. Different play-by-play guys could decide. And you operate different ways. Yeah, I, I... being hypercritical here. Maybe. It was maybe. an incredible call. I don't, you know, it was a great call. That is now back to back years where Seattle has gotten what looks to be a shutdown corner in the draft. Yeah, Witherspoon is a man. Uh, that Illini defense a year ago was incredible, and uh, he was the ringleader. And now you got Tariq Wooten. Devin Witherspoon, or Devon Witherspoon, Trey Brown's in that mix. They're, they're going to be really good for a long time, unfortunately. Yeah. So they destroyed the New York Giants last night. In fact, I, did, I, I didn't see the final stat because they were at seven sacks whenever I went to bed. I think there was a point when Daniel Jones had been sacked on three straight plays. The final score was 24-3. to uh, The total number... Oh, my gosh, they sacked him 11 times. 11 sacks last night for the, for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Afterwards. That's, Bri- that's borderline impossible Brian. in an NFL game. See, well, it was at 7, and I was like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. And I went back to watching the, the Kansas-Texas game. Here is Brian Dable afterwards. I thought, you know, defensively we did a lot of good things. Um you know, didn't get the job done. I had too many penalties on special teams and uh, didn't score on offense. So, you know, got to figure out a way to make that better. Where's Jim Mora when you need him? <laughs> he would he would have had a field day with that press conference. Eleven sacks. That oh. is uh, pathetic. All right, number uh, number two. Number two. Can I uh, can I ask you something about Seattle real quick? Yeah. Are they gonna? Stick with the quarterback situation, Geno Smith. Are they going to try and wheel and deal a little bit and Good try question. and get a star? They seem to be in a position where they like Geno. Now, he got hurt last night, but then ended up coming back in the game. So some of those pieces around him are, are looking good again. Is I this would, a situation where you say, you know, eh, are we going to start quarterback away? Let me see. Seattle. Okay, Seattle only has its own first-round pick next year. Because I could see them being a team that if it's – as of right now, we're probably having quarterbacks go one-two and Drake Mayer and Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. right? And now Ohio State's got Marvin Harrison Jr. Notre Dame's got an offensive lineman that everyone loves. So if a team like Jacksonville ends up picking two and they've got their quarterback, 
you could see a Marvin Harrison Jr. go or trade up. If I'm Seattle, I'm in that game for the third quarterback, whomever it might be. If it's Quinn, if it's whomever. Because I think you get a good young rookie quarterback on a rookie deal, look out. Did I get duped this morning with uh, what Mark Clayton quote tweeted? Or is that a real thing where Caleb Williams put out five teams that uh, he'll actually play for? Is, is that real or is that fake? That's a report. But it's, a, it's like a real report, if that makes any sense at all. It's That he's kind of got demands on there's five he's teams. Going, he's going Eli. He's going Eli. Remember whenever Eli Manning came out, he didn't want to play for the Chargers? Yeah, he's going Eli. And trust I mean, is he actually going to stick with that, though, you think? I don't think this. I know he's making a lot of money on NIL. This I I am not going to allow myself to fathom that he is making anywhere near in NIL what he could make as the first pick in the draft. And if he is, there probably needs to be an investigation of some sort about what's going on out in Southern California. But there's some really proud franchises. The Broncos weren't on that list, were they? No. But. Like, if he gets drafted to be the Broncos, quarterback would be, be awesome. I mean, look, I, I'm a Chiefs fan. I don't like the Broncos, but that's a great franchise to play for. I Maybe don't, not, you know, with the current leadership, but historically. I don't think, Josh, that this is a situation to where any of this is real. I just – I can't fathom it. There's – it's where – He needs to come out and, and put see, the kibosh on it publicly. Three, we're going into week four of the NFL season. We're going into week five of the – college football season right week six wherever we are week six sorry I don't think this is that time where you need to be making those kind of demands but that's me all right um that kind of fits into number two right number two <laughs> right right that kind of fits into number two because all I was really going to do here at number two was to look at the new rankings the new polls are out Georgia stays number one in fact interesting in the AP poll the top seven remained the same. In the coaches' poll, there was a little movement. Texas moved up to four. Florida State fell to five. Penn State moved up to six, while USC dropped to seven. Weird. Was that win over Kansas that impressive? I don't know. And was Florida State struggling in its bye? Uh, Oklahoma moved up two spots to number 12. Penn State making the move makes sense. Yeah, Penn State. But see, yeah, Penn State, but they moved them up, and they dropped USC. And they should. Penn State should be ranked in front of USC. Okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm not arguing that. Good point. USC, 7-1 poll, 9 in the other. Dropped a spot in the AP poll. But OU, 12 in both polls. Texas, 3 in the AP, 4 in the coaches poll. Those were the new rankings, which gets us to number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Let's get a break. OU Texas talk. We've been all over it all day long. If you missed it last night, OU announced its captains for this weekend's game. They include Billy Bowman, Dylan Gabriel, Tyler Guyton, McCain Matar, Danny Stutzman, and Jacob Lacey. And I saw what Jacob's dad put on Twitter, and it it hit me, so I retweeted it. What did he say? Look at my son. If you knew what he's been through and now see this post, I have to praise my Lord and Savior, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to their purpose for the room. That's Romans 8.28. And Jacob Lacey transferred in, immediately started having health issues, blood clots. 
and had scary to, stuff. Scary stuff, man. Had to fight through them. Did uh, I didn't realize he was going to be on the field as quick as week two? You know, as Todd Bates told us yesterday, he's the only player in that room that's ever won a conference player of the week award in that defensive line. He won it last year at Notre Dame. So they're high on Jacob Lacey, which I wonder who else was telling you that in the preseason whenever you're all yelling at him. He's like, oh, he's not going to play. He's hurt, Plank. They're saying that he's doing this. I'm like, I'm telling you guys, I'm hearing good things. Plank, he's hurt. He's not playing. (laughs) It's okay. You've kept receipts. You're like Deion Sanders. But but it's just, it's sometimes, I'm like, listen, guys, I don't throw S off the wall to see if it sticks. If I'm going to tell you something, it's coming from a place that's eh, a little bit sore. Got a little bit of juice. Anyway, let's uh, let's hear from Sark real quick when we get back before BV right here on the ref. All right, um, Brent Venables is coming up in exactly three and a half minutes. Do I like getting off work early? Sure. Do we have so much more to get to? Absolutely. So here's a little bit of Sark leading into BV. Uh, is it going to be harder to embrace the hate this week, or will you hate them as much as ever? <laughs> I don't know. We embrace it because they're supposed to hate us. I don't know. Um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, sorry, uh, at the end of the day, this is uh, it's a great rivalry, right? And I, I don't think there's a whole lot of love lost between the fan bases, between the ex-players, the ex-coaches. Um, there's a lot of crossover on both rosters of players that have played together in high school or against each other in high school. The coaching staffs have competed against each other, maybe not at these two institutions, but at different places. So um, in the end, you know, it, it is what it is. We're, we're trying to compete for a Big 12 championship, and so are they. And so it's going to take our best effort, uh, not only physically, but I think mentally to be sharp Saturday. Hey, um, God, this is, how much time do we have? We only have a, like a, two minutes. Okay, getting the best and seeing the best of Dylan Gabriel. Well, I mean, we're, we're going to get their best version, right? Um, you know, Dylan is a fantastic player. He's, been, he's a great player at UCF. He's a great player now, obviously, for OU. So um, we know we're going to get the best version of him. Um, we know with the influx that they have on defense, their, their defense is playing at a really high level right now. And I'm sure, I'm sure you know, that they're talking about last year's game too. So we're going to get uh, an emotional team coming into the Cotton Bowl that we're going to have to compete against. And so um, you know, we, we just have to recognize that. And then we have to play good football at the end of the day. You know, it's, emotion's great, and it only runs for so long. But, but if you rely on just emotion to try to match emotion, sooner or later you can exhaust yourself, and it's going to come down to execution. So we just got to make sure we're dialed in. Make sure we're dialed in. So let's hear what the coach on the opposing sideline has to say. On the good side. Did I hear someone saying it's going to be in the upper 60s on Saturday? What about rain? Is rain in the forecast? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I am fine with rain. I feel like every single time it rains there, Oklahoma kicks the snot out of him, so let it rain. Okay, so can I tease a 24-hour take? I guess less than that, Sure, like 22. we got 30 seconds. I've got a vibe heading into this game that reminds me of a season that OU played for a title. I want to make a comparison to you tomorrow to start this show and tell me if you're buying or selling what I'm cooking. Very cool. Because there was also a year whenever Oklahoma started the season against an insurmountable foe, they went and beat them, and the next thing you knew, they were on their way to a title. We'll dive into it next.
tomorrow. BV is next.